Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens, owner and chief executive officer of Circus Sports, home of the world's largest sports book, and now the largest football contest guarantee in history. We've got $10 million on the line between our two contests. Circa Millions has $4 million in guarantees, including a million in quarterly payouts. The Circus Survivor has a $6 million guarantee. The one thing at Circus Sports, 100% payback, no rake. You enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for more info. Must be 21 or older. And in Nevada to legally enter. Circus Sports encourages responsible gaming. All rights reserved. David Peters, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, you know, this is uh, your, your guest I've wanted to have on a long time. I've known you a long time. I was looking back at the Hennon Mob, 2007 Bahamas, one of your first ever trips. We shared a, a cab from the Atlantis, well, from the airport to Atlantis. It's a long drive. I remember you there. You're from Ohio. I'm from Michigan. We're born around the same time. Kind of uh, similar well, I don't want to say a similar trajectory. You've kind of gone, I mean, your result, you're, you're in a different stratosphere of poker, but we kind of came up around the same time. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what got you into poker, uh, moneymaker, you know, 2003, what year, how did, how did you get interested in what kind of hooked you into this game? Um, yeah, I was in high school just, uh, watching on, I think the first year was like, I think it was before moneymaker. I think it was like, um, WSOP events when like Barconi won. And kind of took that money and started playing $5 sit and goes and just kind of built from there. And just, yeah. And, and I just fell in love with it. And, and were you, what were your parents saying around this time? Your friends, family, like, were they like, were some of your friends playing poker? Was this just like, you know, like a video game? Your, your parents see, oh, you're playing something, like whatever, small stakes. It's like free rolls. Don't really think much of it. Or were they kind of like, don't do this or encouraging you? What was the, what was their feedback on, on poker? The closest um, yeah, they've always been like supportive. They've always uh, kind of, you know, you know, whatever, whatever I, you know, I, I wanted to do, wanted to, like, as long as I was taking it seriously, and um, so yeah, they, they've always been supportive, encouraging of, of you know of me to play. Um, I think uh, they were um, they were trying to like you know say that I needed to get a job and stuff like that early on, like you know, when I was in high school and I was kind of just. At this point, I started doing well, and I was showing them that, hey, I can make more money doing this than getting a job or summer job or whatever. So I think they were a little hesitant about that. But once they saw that I was you know, doing well, that they, you know, they, were, they were on board. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's nice when you have the early success. I do see on your head and mob, your first ever result was a final table. Was that your first ever tournament or did you play a couple not cash? Because I, I say this 95 plus percent of guests on here, their first ever score was a final table. I kind of wonder if that like gets people hooked or, you know, just kind of like if it would be different if it wasn't. But uh, yeah, tell me about that experience. And it looks like you were over in Spain. So what, what brought you there? Was it a satellite? How did you get over there for your first for your first flag, first cash? Oh, so that was a that was an online tournament to start, and then and then uh, the final forty five finished in in Barcelona. So that was like a really cool cool experience. I think that was like one of my yeah one of my first like traveling poker trips. I guess so it was you know it was exciting uh, playing a big live tournament like that, and then you know making my first big final table. It's yeah that, that, that was really really cool experience. And and give me a bit of your sort of. I don't want, I don't, I mean, I don't expect you to give me the secret, but what does David Peters, what do you do to sort of keep at the top of the game? You just win the Poker Go Cup. You just win your your third, correct? There's a third World Series bracelet. 
V, you know, Sam yeah. mentioned be one of my very close friends heads up and he was one river card away from winning ace jack to sevens and um had a little sweat of that so that did hurt but um i of course i always root for you anyway though it's uh i i just want to know what do you do are you studying is your group of friends like you don't have to give me your you know what programs or solvers or what you're doing necessarily but like what what do you believe separates you from some of the other people? How are you able to win at the highest level consistently and beat the other top players in the world? Uh, and I mean, top seven overall money list and you're what, 33, 34 right now. Uh, so what is your secret power? What do you do to sort of uh, keep, stay with the times to be one of the best players in the world? What, what's something you kind of do as an overview? If you could give us a little look inside your, your sort of um, your poker acumen. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's really like a secret, but it's, it's, uh, I think just, it's very important staying sharp and just constantly, um, constantly looking for holes, holes in your, in your game and, or areas you can improve on and just constantly like keep refreshing, keep, keep working on all of the different, I mean, there's so many different areas of, of poker. There's so many different like situations that come up, different stack depths, different parts of the tournaments. So, so there's just so many things to, to constantly keep, you know, keep working on and keep getting better at. So I think it's just um, always staying fresh, just really putting in, putting in the hours, you know, away from the table and um, yeah, just being like, yeah, just, just really, just really sticking to it and just not, not getting like hockey, not getting like, like arrogant, like, Oh, oh I'm doing so well. That, like, I don't need to keep working. Like, Oh, I'm the best. Like you can't have that. Yeah, so you can't have that like mindset. I think I'm, I'm always whether I'm you know winning a bunch or losing a bunch. I'm always trying to st- stay focused and try and keep keep getting better and keep getting to the next level. I guess. And what though, like when you, when you first when you first got into poker early, there wasn't a lot of information. Now there's a lot more stuff, a lot more tools, a lot more resources. You have a lot more experience. Was there ever what was like a turning point for you though that went from you just playing some free rolls? And, you know, traveling around because when you when you hit that first score in 2007, or you go to Bahamas or you're in Spain, you know, you're probably your level of poker, you know, maybe just kind of a natural knack for it. But, you know, what was uh, what was a turning point for you where you were like, wow, I can really study. I can really. Was it forums? Was it a, was it run at once? Was there a program? Was there a coaching thing or was it someone in particular? Or is there your group of friends? Like what, what what period did you sort of notice that you're like, all right, this is for real. I am able to do this at the highest level. Um, I think the turning point as far as. Um, kind of like maybe when I broke into broke onto like the like the high roller scene. Um, I, I think for me it was I, I shifted um, a lot more to. I think early on I kind of just had a, a play 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 mentality. Like I was you know I was still studying you know still studying, but it was much more it was much more playing and just trying to play everything, trying to you know always like kind of like chasing that like the big score, kind of just. Well, I think uh, eventually I got to a point where I was, it was much more balanced and I was putting in a lot more hours away from the table, a lot more like studying, you know, studying with different programs, like you know, PO Solver or, or, you know, stuff like that. Right. And but, so I think, I think that's when I, when I, when, when, when I, when I shifted into having a more balance and not like, not worrying so much about oh, trying to get the, the next big score and like, trying to just play as much as I possibly can. I think once I shifted that, like that, that mindset into having a lot more preparation than just, just simply playing. I think that was uh, when um, I really took my game to the next level. 
and I see you got 2010, you get second in the World Series event. You have some success. When did you sort of, when did you make that leap into the high roller scene? And was that difficult? And what was your, what was kind of the, the, the dive in? Did you get some help? Did people, were you selling pieces, swapping? Did someone offer to stake you? Was there a moment? Because it's just, the actual act of playing the high roller is one thing, but you know, to, to be, to do it the right way, sort of segue in and then have longevity. It's not easy. What was, what kind of made you comfortable? And at what point did you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it up to 25 Ks, 50 Ks, hundred Ks. And you've played even the biggest tournaments in the world, bigger than that. Now, what was the, what was the, when did you realize it was time? What, what, what happened for you for, to have that happen? Um, I, th- I remember one. So I was in a, I was in Atlantic city, um, one time, and I was like, I was um, about to head to Monaco um, to play some because I, I, you know, I've been going there quite a bit. Like, you know, going usually go there for the series, and and there was a hundred k going on, and I wasn't really like thinking about playing. I hadn't been, you know, playing that those stakes before, and then uh, you know, I I just kind of gauged some interest and uh, asked around some people, asked some people if the if I got enough action sold and flew there, and I think I literally landed like the morning off because it was like i just finished a tournament at borgata and then so i went straight there and uh so i'm like get there a few hours before the tournament starts but so anyway so this is like the, the first big like really big tournament i played and you know it's kind of before but then i think the, like the more i played like the more like the tournament went on i just realized that like you know these are all the, the same guys i play with a bunch anyways and like and I, I think it just like it kind of like hit me and like I just it felt like I belonged there. It felt like it felt like you know I had uh, put in a lot of preparation, a lot of um, a lot of work that like I, I belonged here. So like it might have been like maybe like seeing c- certain people um, making plays that maybe like oh wow I, maybe they're not like these gods like that that like they're not like a, on this whole another level than me. So. Right. That, yeah, it's a, a confidence thing. And how did that, how did that particular tournament go? Did you cash that one or no? No, it, it didn't go well. I think it was just, yeah. So no, it, it didn't, didn't cash, but yeah, I think it was just kind of just like, it just something, it just like felt like, all right, yeah, I, I think I need to try and play these more often. It, it just, it just felt, I just felt comfortable in, in the situation and felt like I had blown. Yeah. You're uh, actually, David. I don't know if it's your internet or mine. I think it might be um, yours. Do you have a good? Do you have a good internet connection? There, it's a little choppy, and I, I think I'm good, but I it's possible. Um, it's um, let me just see it. Just cut it. Let, let me not. Uh, actually, we're live on Twitch, guys. If if it's choppy for you, let me know. I think uh, I've, I've streamed here and not had a problem, so I think it might be your end, but I'm not sure. I'm in I'm in uh, UK, and you know, it could always be me for sure too. Um, um let me check. One second. Just cut a couple times. Trying to look in the thing, but I, I I can hear you pretty well. It's good when it's good. It just goes out for a second. Yep. Give, us a little, give us a little cribs edition. Give us a little Blair Witch. Give us a little tour. I get living out there, the Midwest boy in Vegas. You know, but I don't know. Um, all right, yeah, we'll see. I think it, it should be fine. But uh, just if yeah, I'll let you know if it cut, if it cuts. All right, so so you don't cash. What was that feeling like? Do you remember busting that though? Because like, so now you got probably some people put up some money. It's a bigger shot than normal. You're doing well, but what was that like? Was that trick? Was that? Did you remember feeling some type of way, or just like was you shake it off and like I'm ready for the next one? Was that was that difficult to bust a large buy-in? Um, I think I just. Uh, I think I just shook it off and um, 
Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Like the first time, like you lose people a bunch of money who invested you, you know. But I think I just kind of shook it off and just knew that it was part of it. And um, yeah, and no, I think it was fine. It just kind of like went on to the next tournament. Didn't bother me too much, I guess. But it was just kind of nice what, getting my feet wet. What year was that? That you said two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Um, actually, I don't know. I think this was later. This was maybe 2014, something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Cause I see here you got seventh in the 25 K WPT. You had played some 25 Ks or at least I see a cash on there, but yeah. So it looks like a lot of it's 10 K and under 25. Yeah, I think, the, I think the, those 25 Ks were like the WPT championship. So that was a little different. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I'm looking at that. All right. So then you hop up but, to, your yeah and then all of a sudden the 20 so 20 so you really weren't playing high rollers until 2014 that's when you basically started getting into it i think somewhere around there yeah not sure exactly but and and how looking back i guess was it 2015 to 500k was that your largest that was your first that was a i mean a massive buy-in i remember that one was uh you had a 1.5 million score you get fifth place 2015 what was that like though 500 kegs i mean that's a different that is a different level like the 100 k's are massive i played a few of those i've never played bigger than that like a 500 actually i remember yeah rast won that tournament uh how, how did that feel that must have been pretty special though to buy into that make the final table very very high production and uh what, what was that experience like Oh yeah, that was um, yeah, that was kind of crazy playing such a big buy-in, and, and um, yeah, that being my by far my biggest buy-in up at that point. But no, that was a yeah, that was a that was a great experience. Uh, you know, playing with su- like such a tough field for for that much money. And I see as well, um, basically, you you uh, so you go you go then in twenty uh, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You're playing these these stakes you're traveling around the world what was your at this point were your parents like fully into it were they fully like just 100 percent trust you and and go for it do they watch or your family are they watching you at home are they watching updates sweating or or uh what like do they just you, do you let them know when they win a tournament or do your parents just know that you won a tournament oh yeah they're always they're always following me you know i'm always uh trying to keep them updated with how, how i'm doing and everything they're, they've always been uh, very supportive. I always loved following along. Uh, my brothers following me along, and so yeah, it, it's always it's always it's always fun fun for them to see how you know see how I'm doing. Sorry, I'll be back. It's, it's okay, buddy. Hey, it's okay. I see you in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was gonna say that's another that's another question, kids. What what's your thoughts on kids? I mean, poker. It's not the easiest. I gotta say to have kids and travel and do the whole thing. Is that something though? Would you like to have kids in the future? I, I believe as far as I know, you don't have any children. Is that something that's on your, is on your future plans possibly, or uh, what, what's your thoughts on kids? Um, yeah, I think uh, someday I will, I will want some, but um, you know, right now I'm kind of, you know, happy just, you know, doing, doing what I'm doing and, uh, you know, traveling and, and everything, but and, yeah, definitely at some point, I don't know exactly when I'll be ready, but kind of just see how I see how I feel type thing. But, but yeah, yeah see how you feel. make sure you're really feeling good. That's great. It's the best thing, but definitely take your time, you know, yeah, yeah. Play the poker, the poker travel dream, stop to stop. Like you mentioned, you go to Borgata, you hop on a flight, go to flying day up. It's a little more planning, a little more, uh, a little different. So definitely I would say, you know, enjoy your stuff and don't rush. Uh, what, what is your favorite stop on the the poker tour where do you love to go the most like before covid it's been a weird weird year and a half or so like what's your what's your spot where you're just like i'm going i'm not missing it i look forward to it every year what's your what's your go-to 
Um, I, I love Barcelona. It's just such a such a such a fun city. Such so like right, the beaches are great. Uh, ton of great food. Um, the the tournaments are great. You know, a lot lot of action always. Um, it's just you know, a lot of things to do. It's just a very yeah. It's just a, a very you know a fun city. Good good vibe. Um, yeah. So that's always been. I th- I think uh, maybe I don't know if I, I haven't been there like every year. I think sometimes it kind of maybe conflicted with other things. But but yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite stops for sure. And and I gotta ask you. I'm, I mean, this is you maybe have the most caches of any guy. This is actually crazy. I've I've just like scanned through your thing, but you've you've really. <laughs> Uh, you, you've done, you've played a lot of poker. You've done a lot of, of trips. What, what is, keeps you hungry and motivated? Like, is there a goal? Are you like, do you want to be, you know, some, some people I talk to at the close to the top, they say they have like, they want to be number one and it drives them. I know you were GPI player of the year, 2016, correct me if I'm wrong. You got three world series bracelets. Uh, what is it that, is it just, is it the money? Is it just, you love the game? Do you, do you have a goal? Is there a number in mind? Like what is it that keeps motivating you to keep playing and to be your best? And, and, and do you have goals to be the number one overall player in the world or the number one all time money list? Does any of that excite you? Do you chase that or is it just like just there on the side? Um, I don't know. As far as like goals, I think it's more so um, just kind of trying to kind of get to a point where, you know, you know, have like financial freedom, you know, make sure, uh, you know, make sure like, you know, like my family and everything it never has to worry about money and stuff like that. But aside from like the money aspect, I don't know. I, I think I just, uh, just, you know, just want to keep getting better. Uh, keep uh, kind of like make sure I'm staying sharp and like staying. But as far as like goals, um, it would be cool to like get number one. It would be cool to, you know, win another player of the year or stuff like that. But I guess, I don't know if that really like, drives me or anything like that it's kind of just one of those things that would be cool to happen but it's not like the main like motivator i think the main motivator is just uh you know just keep um keep keep doing well keep keep uh feeling like i'm competing against the the best players and 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 just keep getting better and so i think that's more about that like the the competition aspect of it than uh than actually trying to uh, when this or that, or, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I guess, yeah. So I guess it's not like a, you, you don't wake up and look at whose number you don't see if anything's changed on the money list or what your overall ranking is of the year GPI. Like it's not like the year you won it. I'm sure you were aware, right. As it came down the stretch that you were in the lead or you were a favorite to win. So you, you had an eye on it, but it's not something you're just, you're always eyeing. That makes sense. Uh, what about, what is your preference? Do you like like these Aria 25Ks, like the Poker Go? They have really cool, right? The Cup, you just won that. Congratulations. And you go play there. It's kind of a lot of high-stakes high events in one kind of week jam-packed. Do you prefer that or do you like sort of uh, going to a WPT or going to Barcelona for a series and playing like those EPT mains or, uh, you know, that kind of what, – what to you is the most fun? You like the, the high buy-in lower field where you roll out of bed, you're in Vegas and go play, or do you kind of enjoy the trip and the Barcelona, Bahamas, see a lot of people go to play the main event, these big fields, lower buy-in where you have to like go through a ton of players, uh, which is sort of your preference. If you could choose one or the other, what, what do you enjoy more? I, I like the, I like playing like uh, the, the bigger the stakes, I guess the, the more I enjoy. I like like poker go cup where it's a week where it's just high stakes action every day. Um, I love that. Um, but, but at the same time, I, I do enjoy these, uh, these, these poker styles where you see a bunch of friends and you get to enjoy a city that you don't spend too much time in. 
Um, so like it, it, it kind of just, it depends, but then sometimes, you know, I don't know, maybe might not feel like traveling. So it kind of just depends on how I'm feeling at that part of the year or whether I feel like kind of like getting out of Vegas or, or wherever I may be. And I saw, I see the, the, uh, the, the tribute to Kobe here. What is Kobe? Is that, that's a pretty, it was, it's a very creative. It's a very nice shot. Is that Kobe? Was that someone you looked up to or you really admired or just kind of like it was a, a, it's an iconic photo, obviously, you know, rest in peace, super terrible, a tragedy, but what, what was, uh, what was the, uh, the reference to Kobe here? Um, it was kind of a mix of both. I just, uh, yeah, I always uh, remembered that that picture and thought it was, you know, I thought it was really cool and thought it'd be kind of funny if I, you know, you know, kind of copied it in, in my bathroom. But, <laughs> but, and, and um, yeah, and it's also someone you know, I've always uh, was always like a big a big fan of, and you always hear about his his work ethic, it, and like so- how he how he approached the game, and yeah, so how he approached the game and. And, you know, like that was always something I respected and kind of like, you know, kind of how I want to approach poker. I want to in, in like the same sense where you just have that just like just that, that extreme hunger to just like, I don't know, to just keep keep working and just keep getting to the next level. And so, yeah, so it was kind of a, a mixture of both, I guess. A little hybrid. Okay. I like it. And tell me about Ohio. Tell me about your upbringing. Cause I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Toledo, like 40 minutes away. My dad actually worked there for a period of time. So really close, you know, Midwest values and, and just, uh, I love growing up where I grew up. What about, how was your upbringing uh, in the area you were in? Were there casinos? Did you play like when you're 19, 20, 21, or there weren't until later casinos? Are there, are there casinos in Toledo now? Do you get back there? Do you ever, I mean, it's probably not high stakes there, but what's, what's, uh, what is Toledo like growing up? And now currently what is the like situation with gaming and, and um, casinos? I believe there is one there, at least one pretty big size casino. Um, yeah, there, there's there's one there now. Uh, I've only been there a couple of times, and not to play poker, just to kind of you know hang out with friends or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess growing up in uh, growing up in Ohio, and um, um, there's yeah, there wasn't really casinos. I was wasn't like I don't know. I guess um, didn't really get into that. I guess till you know till I was playing it online and right. And more so just waiting for ops that I could travel to that would allow 18-year-olds to play. And so like once I turned 18, I was kind of itching to find some places to travel to. So it was more maybe Canada or, um, you know, some somewhere somewhere else, but or these Indian casinos, stuff like that. So there, there wasn't really much playing poker live for me. And then, you know, so, and then I uh, moved, was doing a lot of traveling, uh, you know, was living in Vegas here and there. So, so yeah, I guess I wasn't playing much poker in that area. And, and, and tell me what happened with Black Friday for you, because 2011, April tax day, April 15th, big, you know, wake up computers, the, the poker stars, full tilt money's like just the big warning on the page. What were you doing? Where were you living then? And how did that impact sort of your your career and maybe to play more live poker then? Or did you have to relocate? Did you, what was your reaction when you saw that? And, and how did you sort of go from there at that moment? Tell me a little bit about that, that time in your life. You know, I imagine you were playing predominantly online or a lot of online from the, from the state. So how did that really kind of impact and change your sort of trajectory? Um, yeah, that was uh, obviously you know, a big, big moment for, for a lot of people. I think it was, um, yeah, so I was mostly playing online and you just have to kind of realize that maybe you needed to make a change. And not, it kind of like pushed me to, do a lot more traveling for live poker. So, 
and it, it you know kind of got me out of my comfort zone, I guess, uh, up to that point. And I was living in Ohio my whole life and living in Ohio my whole life. And so, yeah, it kind of forced you to, you know, do something different. And, and I, I mean, I think it was, uh, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad it, it happened in a sense because it, you know, it kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone and, uh, you know, and live poker became my main focus and it, you know, it went really well. So, so yeah, I can't really. And- and tell me about your preparation and how you kind of you you for well online now you've won what two bracelets online one recently uh, as we just mentioned literally this week you won the seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven how much was that for three hundred uh, you saw three hundred thousand three hundred and change uh, I think like two ninety two eighty five something like that. Okay, two nine. So you win that online. What? How do you prepare for? Let, let's do both because you, you mentioned about the first high roll. You just kind of got off the plane. You take an over overseas flight, roll into a tournament and play. Is that something that you do differently now? Do you try to get there a day or two early? Are you really big on rest? You wake up, do workout that regimen, or do you kind of roll out of bed and go play? Do you start on time? Do you lay register? Can you talk a little about your approach to online and live? Typically, when you put when you're playing um, both, like give me a little bit of look on on how you 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 do that in both, you know, on Sunday, let's take like a Sunday grind online uh, and then uh, online, I'm sorry, live, like, you know, just whatever, a high roller tournament that you, that you take really seriously. What, what do you do to prepare? Um, yeah. I, as far as like, um, yeah, I try to usually try to, you know, get a good night's sleep, wake up, you know, get, get some breakfast, um, maybe try to get, try to get in a quick workout depending on how much time I have. Um, yeah. I just try to, being a good good mindset i guess um as far as like traveling i think usually i try to get there a couple of days before try and get in a good sleep schedule so you're you know so you're ready and uh prepare to you know feel feel good and play your play your best but i guess i don't have like a uh like a uh you know a certain like routine or anything like that it kind of just depends sometimes you go to bed late sometimes you're you know working all night and this or that so it kind of it can kind of vary but yeah no i try to be try to be as fresh as i can right so you, you, but you don't have like a wake up meditation workout certain breakfast you don't you're lucky superstitions no no lucky socks any of that you just kind of no. make sure you get rest go just see how you're feeling and you and you do your best all right, I, yeah, no, all right no, i'm trying to find some secrets man you have an all-time money list we shared the same cab ride in the bahamas in 2007 you got 40 million and i got you know under four so i'm just trying to get give me something you know don't don't be afraid to throw me a little trick a little lucky something just give it you know any just something i'm not saying the whole the whole playbook just like i'm looking for something but all right fair enough so uh favorite city barcelona what about to 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 travel what about just take poker out of it what what's your favorite uh your place to just go if you're gonna go get away for a weekend or you know a month you go you want to go i mean you can say grind too right you go mexico well give me like a key city that's fun to go that you can you can kind of hang out relax but also you could play online poker if you want i mean give me your top three of those because it's hard now it's always changing they just close like jurisdictions are getting closed for certain sites different things and it's kind of a it's you know i always am looking to hear of like a great place has great internet you know there's not too many of course the major cities right in the world generally that you're able to play are, are like obvious but give me is there any like mexican secrets is it Playa del carmen where do you go when you want to go grind and play and, and get away um, I, I really like Playa del Carmen. Um, I was there. I was living there for uh, a little while. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. Uh, cool city. Nice vibe. Right, right on the beach. Uh, you know, it's like has like a you know a bunch of nice restaurants. 
It's, it's a really cool city where, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, a lot, a lot of poker players that live there too. So kind of usually know someone there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's a really fun city. And, and if, uh, if you're going to give some advice to people right now, if you see someone, you started with free rolls, you ran up some money. Yeah. You know, what is your interpretation of the overall poker landscape and community right now? Like what, what do you, what is like, do you feel that this would be a good time to come in? Do you think the poker's gotten more difficult? Uh, it's a little tricky, right? Cause you're playing like high rollers, generally small fields against the same type of people. But what's your perception when you go to a WPT, you know, thousand person, uh, 3,500 buy-in or when you're in, during the world series, let's just take the last couple of years, you know, COVID excluded, right? It's been bizarre and not, not really much live poker, but like, how have you felt that poker has been um, in general, overall like what do you feel like the people are getting much better or you know how, how do you kind of feel like the overall community and landscape uh and player pool is in, in general um right now where do you where do you sort of see it you're you are freezing um, again. yeah i think poker's getting oh is it good enough? yeah i can hear you um yeah i think I think poker is getting more, uh, a, a bit tougher. There's more information available, um, more t- tools to study, and stuff like that. But but there's still always uh, new you know, new players coming to the game, and um, I, I think live poker is you know it's been it's been booming lately, especially since the casinos have started opening back up. So the action uh, seems seems great. Um, but yeah, I think I think poker is thriving. I think it's. Um, there's a lot of people who are trying to get, ooh. as far as like, uh, if you want to, if you want to do well, you, you, you know, you, you really need to put in the work. You need to, you need to take it seriously, you know, um, not just kind of try and coast through and hope to get lucky type thing. You have to really, really put in the work and, uh, put in the preparation and Yeah. And, and who are some of the guys, because we, we came up around the same time, did you watch Poker After Dark? You know, who are some of the players and people that you sort of looked up to originally in poker and the guy you interested? You mentioned Moneymaker, uh, WSOP coverage online. Was there any was there anyone that kind of stood out or you're like, wow, uh, you know, these, these are someone like I really look up to or I like the way they play, I like their antics. Like, give me uh, sort of your original people in poker that you, were, you, you sort of were drawn to. Um, I think originally um – you know, it was people like Phil Ivey, um, uh, maybe like, like Eric Seidel. Um, um, yeah, I, I guess people like that. It was just uh, maybe like Gus Hansen, you know, like kind of just like people who seem fearless, seem like 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 they kind of just have this like aura about them. Or, um, yeah, I think just uh, people like that. It was just it was cool to watch, cool to cool to like see these people at the top, you know, when, when I'm just – up and coming and trying to like, you know, make a name for myself or whatever. So it was cool to see the, the people that had already made a name for themselves and that always had been doing so well at, at highest level. And um, yeah. So I think the two, those are a couple of guys. That I really like. And do you, do you play cash games as well? Do you play Parliament Omaha? What, what is your, you're the no, you're known as the silent assassin on, on tour. That's the nickname that's been, yeah. been that I've here. What, and tell me why, why do they, why is that? Are you, are you, you just do it quiet? I mean, I, you don't seem like, I will say the times we play together, you're not fist pumping. You do seem to be very stoic, good or bad. You know, you're not a guy that you're not doing a lot of antics and shenanigans. So I guess that that's a, I mean, it's a good nickname. I mean, it means you're getting it done and you're doing, 
doing it quietly. Uh, who who kind of coined that name for you? Do you remember where did you first hear that? Or is that just kind of like your friends and your demeanor? That's just kind of how, how people describe you? Or, or where did you first hear that nickname given? Um, I'm not sure. I think it, I think it, it might have. Yeah, I don't really remember exactly. I, I think he just started calling me that. Like, I would think I would just maybe I was at his table winning, winning a bunch of pots and, and you know, not really talking much or just like very focused. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he, he gave it to me, but I you could cut, be wrong. It cut out. I'm sorry. Who said, who, who do you think gave it to you? I, I think it was, uh, I think it was Negranu. Okay. Nice. All right. If you're going to get, if you're going to get a nickname given, you might as well have it by, by D next. Definitely one of the guys, you know, from, from the OG, right. The original guys, as we came up was, was always there, always been and still around. So, uh, yeah. very cool. Silent assassin. Yeah. That's, I like it. That's a good, it's definitely a good nickname. Um, tell me about the poker go cup you won. So what is that? Like you, you go there, you compete and then overall they have a standings. Like what exactly, what this was this right here, correct? The poker go cup number five. So you had a pretty big week from, from June 9th until uh, what? It was July. T- is it this long? Or was the, the US Poker, those are, there are two different series. Okay. The U.S. Poker Open is what is the one I won. Okay. So that was over the course of like, looks like only like four or five days. You took first, eighth, first, first. I mean, that's pretty insane. The hell is that? How many people like what's going on there? What was, what was going on? Were you just, were you just in the zone? I mean, these aren't, these aren't like hundred, 200 person fields, but still like, this is uh that's pretty ridiculous to go. I mean, tell me a little bit about, these are still 70 people. It's a lot of people how, how, or 70 entrants. Tell me about these tournaments, what went down and what was, what was going right for you during this, this week in particular, where you think you just, you were able to just make basically a final table every tournament. Yeah, I think it was, I think maybe it was like a nine tournament series or something like that. But yeah, so I had just got back from, from Mexico like the, the day before the series started and hadn't played, you know, live poker in over a year and a half. So it was like, you know, kind of like itching to get back in there. And so it was fun to be back playing live again against, you know, a, a lot of these same guys that I have played with so much. And good to see everyone and everything. But so I uh, bricked the first few events, couldn't really get much going. And then, yeah, just kind of got in a rhythm and was was you know playing well and things were going my way and yeah it was, a, it was a, a fun few days and when when you get in a rhythm like that and you're and things are going well like do you feel that people are scared of you a little bit even players that you not like obviously not the top top ones but there are some players in there that are not quite as experienced or maybe don't play these, these stakes as much. Like I, I've talked to Dan Coleman, Fedor Holtz, you know, some of these guys that have these historic runs, Bonimo, they've said like they go on these things. It's like almost like people don't defend their big blind as much or they just, they get scared. Do you feel that ever? Do you kind of feel like at times when you're really, you know, playing well and running well and just having great results, do you, do you feel the like people are intimidated by you a little bit? And, and is it more so in like the big open fields versus like these high roller sort of tournaments is that fair to say or, or, or do you feel that like people know who you are in poker for the most part right is that fair like when you're when you're at like a 3500 wpt most people are just going to know like who you are and you feel that they're intimidated and, and and both give me the high rollers versus the the sort of like open bigger field tournaments um yeah you can definitely sense that um there's going to be some people who i guess more so uh maybe try to avoid playing too many pots or trying to avoid uh, getting in tough situations against me, you know, knowing that I'm very capable of putting them in a, in a very tough spot for, for you know, all the chips or whatever. But as far as uh, high rollers, um, I, I don't feel like people are like, intimidated. Maybe same thing, maybe similar where sometimes some people might try to avoid, avoid certain situations to, you know, not 
be put in a tough spot, but I, I don't know if I, if I feel like they're scared or intimidated maybe to like a certain degree, but I think, I think most of the people in those fields are um, used to playing against um, really good players and are, you know, a lot of them are usually pretty, pretty fearless in that sense. So I, I guess I don't really feel that too. Right. Makes, makes sense. What, give me a bit on like, we talk solvers, we talk the game getting more difficult. Things are evolving. What is, what separates you from another player or, you know, at, is it like in these, these high roller, 10 K, 25 K, you know, 50 K, hundred K, two fifty Ks. Like the, Get, talk to me a little bit about how – give me some, like, kind of attributes or areas that certain players um, where the advantage might be able to be realized. Because at a certain degree, as you mentioned, like, when you're playing Ike Haxton, Jason Kuhn, I'm just naming a couple names off the top of my head that I've seen. Here, I can name a dozen, like, world-class, you know, just absolute crushers online or live. They're, like, playing at a very high level. Like, where do you think the gap is in ability or is at some point – are you just like focusing that, well, there's some players that register where the EV comes because they're not as strong, but that's at like a certain level, there's not much difference between others. Like when you look at it, when you, when I mentioned Jason Kuhn or Ike Haxton, you know, I don't want to single out anyone like just like, let's just take 10 of the top players in the world. Right. Like when you see those guys, like what things are you looking at to try to harp on? Is it like, wow, this guy has a weakness. Maybe he doesn't offend his blind much or this guy's style's tighter and you make adjustments because I just feel like at the, at, at the very, 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 you know, top point three percent, one percent, there's not much to give between, between the players. Is that fair to say? Or like, well, how do you sort of assess that? And, and how are you able to decide like if it's a good value tournament or not, or, or do you just not care because you believe like you, you believe in yourself in every tournament, but I don't know if that makes sense. Like I, this is something I try to understand when I talk to like the absolute super crushers that they like, what, where, where's the edge and, and how does that work uh, in these small field, big buy-in tournaments? Um, yeah, I guess when comparing to guys like you mentioned, there's, there's not, you know, there's not going to be much of an edge there. You're not going to, you're basically, I guess you're trying to kind of get to a point where you're not giving up any, like, you know, you're not giving up any like thing versus those guys where you're kind of on a similar level versus those guys. And, you know, they're all, you know, they're all great players. And so you're trying not to, but if so, if you can get to the point where where you're on that same level, and then and then the edge comes from you know the maybe the the recreational players or the you know some some other regs who are maybe taking a shot or trying to who aren't just quite on the same level. So that that's going to be that's going to be more where the edge is coming from. So it's not about like trying to get an edge on like Ike Haxton or, or anything like that. Like it, it's that's going to be tough. But it's right. yeah, it's more so about yeah, it's more. Or um, the, the EV from the rest of the field, you know, like it's kind of proportionate, I guess. Right. That makes sense. And do you have plans with the World Series this summer? Give me a little bit of a look at or like this this winter in October. How do you approach a World Series? Do you look at the schedule? Do you, do you go day by day, see how you feel? Or do you literally say, all right, I'm playing these. I mean, are you playing 1500s and 3Ks anymore? Are you just focusing on like, all right, I'm going to play the 5K, 6 max plus, you know, 10K, the poker go now. There's, it's nice because there's so many places, right? Venetian or uh, poker go is going to do stuff. And uh, Ari, like there's just some, a lot of good opportunities for high rollers. So like, give me your, what's the minimum World Series buy-in that you might, you might play live? David, you are freezing pretty good. I'm. It's hard for me. I think you, you completely froze. 
You there? Guys, is that for you? I'm hoping, I don't know if it's on, I think it's on his end because I can't see you. You completely froze. Give us a sec, guys. I'm trying to see it. Um, hello? And we lost him. Well, guys, uh, it's a little bit hard for me because it is very choppy. Because like when I ask a question or I, I can't really tell or he freezes, it makes it very difficult for me. Um, so I'm sorry about this. But uh, let's see if we can get him back uh, here. I'm going to send him a message. Been streaming a lot. Enjoy being back on Twitch. Um, let's see. I get him back. Hold on. David, you there? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it's, it's hard for me because, like, a lot of times you're, like, freezing, pausing, so I can't tell if you're talking or not. So, sorry if I'm interrupting you um, at all. But uh, I think maybe – let's see. This looks better. It's, it looks like it's working. And, yeah, show some trophies, man. Dude, give us some eye candy, bro. Fuck. This is uh, – let's get comfortable. Let's get into this. All right. There we go. There, people are saying spend some money on internet. I mean, goodness. Yeah. To be fair – to be fair, you're not. Yeah, you're playing online. You're probably you're mostly in Mexico or whatever. Playa Carmen, you're not really. Uh, you know, you don't make I haven't had any internet issues. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened. This is the flow show, man. This is high energy stuff. Like you got to bring bandwidth. You got to bring. You got to. You got to come <laughs> correct. I just got out of bed. I hope you get a coffee. Uh, let, let's let's get into it. We're gonna we're trying to find some secrets, guys. I'm doing my best. I'm just kind of like going around the skirts. I'm hoping he's gonna drop me some news, some kind of thing. But uh, all good, all good. So uh, my question was about the World Series. What are you, what's the minimum biennial play? And do you play PLO? Are you going deuce to seven? Do you flick in any fun events? Are you, are you studying stuff short deck? Give me, give me your sort of poker sort of, uh, what's your plan? Give me your schedule for the, for the world series. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go just see how I feel. I'm just going to go with the flow. Um, I might play a one K I might play 1500s here and there. I'm just going to see what, you know, see what's going on at poker go studio. Um, I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of high rollers. So I'm just going to kind of see what the schedules look like, see how I feel, try not to get too, too burnt out. Um, if, if I, yeah, if, if there's a 1500 going on, it's a big field. I mean, I'll probably do a good amount of like last minute late reg for some of those tournaments. Um, just kind of flick it in and hope to run it up. But yeah, I'm just going to kind of go, go with the flow and see how I feel. Do you, do you see that's, a, that's, that's, I'm with you on that. The problem is, I guess it's all relative, but you know, a lot of advantage in, in the EV is extracted with like the early reg and those turns, a lot of punting or whatever. But at the same time, it's a long, they're long days. And, you know, it's, it just is what it is. So is that kind of how you are at this point? Is it like, look, I'm not going to rush over. I'll come, you know, maybe some of these 1500, 2500, 3Ks, like you'll come in and play. But, you, you know, you, you're not starting at noon or the, at the start of most of these tournaments. Is that, I mean, is there any that you will, that you'll go there? And the, do, you, do you generally register on time for the high rollers or do you come a little late? Are you the Hellmuth? Do you go White Magic, or do you go, you know, from the start? Um, no, high rollers. I, I pretty much always try to go from the start. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just more about you have to kind of pick and choose. You have to pace yourself. Like, it, like it, it's better just to play from the start, obviously. But if I'm playing from the start of every one k, every fifteen hundred, and, and everything, and then on top of that, I'm playing all the high rollers, then that's just too much. You, you're just going to burn out. So it's so, so because of that, you know, some of the, the lower binds or lower EV, I guess, situations, um, uh, more, I'm much more likely to show up late. But yeah, so it's just it's just about trying to keep a reasonable amount of you know a reasonable balance and not just going overboard. 
makes a lot of sense. And have you, have you, have you done a better job in that? Do you think in the recent years, is that something that like when you first were coming to Vegas, let's say 2008 on 2009, whatever it was, and just kind of playing everything. Is there a, is that something you think you've gotten to know your body better and just kind of what works and what, what you think the formula is? Cause I, I feel I always struggle with that too. I get to Vegas. It's like, always like, it's like the start's so exciting. Want to play everything. Then I kind of feel like I do get burned out. You know, part of me wants to say, well, just pick some events that are really good and play. But the other part is just kind of go you know, day by day, see how you're feeling. Uh, how, how do you, do you even map it out? Like you do you literally, do you have like, you have a schedule printed and you look at it or do you just literally wake up and like say, all right, let's see what's going today and how I feel. How much planning do you do on that for that type of world series? I think it's, I think it's really important. Um, and this is something that some of the people I see that have had really good WSOPs consistently, they seem to be really, really good at mapping out. You know, they know every Venetian, every Aria, they know, they just like have it like dialed into a science. And then do you do that on your own or do you have help? Like, how do you, how do you go about your day on deciding what to play? Um, yeah, I have a, you know, I have a schedule, schedule ready. I try to make sure I know where everything is going on. And I kind of just see, you know, kind of try to compare different tournaments or different situations, kind of see what the, what the week looks like. If, if I'm going to have, be really busy the next few days, I'll maybe I'll take, skip this tournament, take the, take a day off and try and, you know, regain focus. Or maybe I'll use that day as a, a study day instead um, yeah, so it's kind of, there's no, like, I guess there's no like secret formula. It's just, you just kind of see, try to get to know your body and just try to make sure that you, you're not like, if I start to feel like I'm getting burnt out, then I might need a couple of days off or, um, yeah, I think that's something I've gotten better at over the years, maybe early on, or just, you know, play everything never and just, just, you know, never, never take a day off, never skip anything. But no, I think, uh, I think I've, probably getting better, getting better with that and knowing to stop myself from, from burning out, which, you know, definitely can happen. So, and, and that can affect the affect the way you're playing. So if, I, if I'm playing uh, everything of small buy-ins and then it's affecting my, my game in, in big buy-ins and, you know, that's, that's not good. So just kind of trying to, you know, see how I feel and just, you know, play by ear type thing. Makes makes perfect sense. What what is your most memorable moment in poker? Like what out of the first World Series bracelet, million dollar score, winning a winning a GPI player there. What to you has been like in your your career thus far? What has been your most thing that stands out? If you were to tell you know your whatever your your uh, if you were talking about it, what would be the one you'd lead with that you love and, and have the greatest memories so far? Um, I definitely think my first bracelet. It was. Um, I had, you know, so many final tables up to that point. I had, like pretty much every place at a final table you could get. I had a second uh, a few years prior, uh, which w- where I had like a seven, I had like a seven to one chip lead heads up, and so I was like, you know, very. It, it was like one of those like where I was just like, oh, I'm finally gonna get get my first bracelet. So it was, uh, it, it was a great feeling to finally get that, and I had a bunch of like my friends in the crowd, everyone was, you know, was going crazy. And um, so, yeah, I think that was definitely one of the, the more memorable experiences, just, you know, having, having everyone there and you know, get to celebrate with them. And, you know, so sometimes it's, sometimes you, you wouldn't, you know, sometimes you play tournaments and it's just like in a quiet setting, you don't have like people in the stands and stuff like that. And you're kind of just going about your business and it's not like a, like a show or whatever. So this was a, yeah, it was a more exciting experience. So 
to have that after many years of like disappointing, like WSOP final table finishes were, you know, fell short of the bracelet. That was, uh, I think that was definitely my most memorable moment. And and so, you know, I see here, you, you get first in the 25 K Bellagio high roller, you know, it's a 39 person field, very tough players. I mean, some of the best in the world there in the top six, right. You, you take that down and then the next day you go and you register a, 1500 right this is like you win the tournament on one day and then you just hop over and you hop in like what's your mentality when you're playing these 1860 person field like that's pretty insane to say like go through and win like you know do you remember this do you remember did you did you register early did you come in late you know what is your are you can you give any advice to those that maybe are really trying to win because like to cash these big person fields it's not that tough right like you can get in you double a couple times you can make the money or whatever double once sit tight you know pick your spots they go pretty quick but to actually win like are you doing anything differently in these uh kind of smaller buying big fields like to give yourself you know more of a shot to actually win are you trying to take a big flip are you just are you taking variance down like what is sort of your your sort of style in these these fields if you can give a little insight onto people at home and maybe you're going to play a 1500 wsop this summer what would be some advice uh to actually get it done how do you win this 1800 person field tournament how how can it be done um i think i think a big thing is is being fearless is is not being scared to lose not like not um worrying so much about making a mistake or like worrying that if if you play a hand poorly and like people see your cards and like, they're going to think you think you suck or something like that. I think just, but yeah. And, and yeah, but mainly just not like not playing scared, just go make the decision, you know, try and come to a decision about what you think is the, the best play and, and just, and go with it and not worry about, oh, well, if he has a big hand or if, if I bust, I, I made it all this far, I made it to the final two tables and I don't, I don't want to bust now. It's like, I, I think you just, you need to just trust, trust your game and, you know, know when to, when, when to pull the trigger and not, not play scared and just, yeah, just kind of have that fearless mentality. Whereas, you know, if you, if you get tempted, oh, well, so be it, go on to the next tournament. Life moves on and not like, not worry too much about that. And so, yeah, I think, I think I do that really well. I think I, um, I think I just, you know, play my game. I'm, I'm always, and yeah, and, and I'm looking for people like that to, you know, to attack if, if I think that they're going to, play really scared in a situation like that, then, you know, I'm going to try and use that to my advantage. So I think, yeah, I think that's, those are a couple of things to, to really think about. And when you, you talk to certain players that have had a lot of success and they'll tell you sort of what they believe they're best at, like their either reading ability, uh, yeah, aggression, um, sixth sense, salt study, you know, memory, like what, what to you, what is your sort of superpower? What, what are some areas of your game that you think you really like, you know, if, you, if it were to be a FIFA, like a, a card, you get rated 99 attributes for your, your different skill sets. What is some of yours that you believe stand out? Um, I know you're a humble guy. I'm trying to push you out. I'm trying to make you slip on a secret. Maybe say something halfway, you know, but just, you know, t- Dave, come on. You got 40 million. I'm like I'm letting you down with the secrets. I, I, you're I not. I just, listen, we got time. We got time. I, I'm, I, there's some good questions on Twitter. We're going to rattle them off. We might catch you in a moment of weakness and, and give us something like really juicy. But for now, I want to know what is your area that you really thrive in? 
Um, uh, areas I thrive in, I think, um, I think more so just, uh, being well-rounded, just like, um, just really, uh, kind of knowing all the different like situations, whereas, you know, there's, you know, in poker, there's just millions and millions of possible like different situations, all these different things. So I think just, uh, constantly, um, constantly just like being in situations that where I, where I, I know that I've worked on that spot before and I, I know, uh, I'm comfortable and not like, not just like having different, uh, situations come up where I just have no idea what to do. And then, you know, that's something, one of those situations could come up in a really big spot. And then now if you, if you haven't prepared for that situation, then now you might make a really big state mistake that could cost you the tournament. So I think, uh, I think just, I mean, I think, yeah, just being prepared and just really uh, being ready for, you know, anything that's like thrown at me that and, and just, um, yeah, like I said before, like just the, fear, the fearlessness factor, just it, uh, it, it makes you much tougher to play against if you're, you know, if you're not worried about, uh, if you're not worried about busting, if you're not worried about this or that. So I think those are, you know, those are two of the things that uh, I do really well. Very nice. And and if you if you could only play online or live for the going forward, what would you choose? One, you could only play one. Um, probably live. I, I prefer live, and you know the game's usually better um, online. You know, yeah, usually tougher online. But and you know, I, I enjoy like the, the atmosphere. I enjoy you know, you know, joking around with, you know, some, some of the guys and hanging out. And so, yeah, so that, that part of it is nice where that, you know, online can get pretty not, you know, not too exciting and kind of more of a, more of a grind, I guess, but yeah, I enjoy the live aspect of it. So I, I, I would pick live. And were you, I, I can't remember, were you in, have you played the Tritons much? Are you familiar? Have you played those stops, uh, any of them or some of them? Were you, you weren't in Sochi though when that, when the COVID hit, were you on that, uh, that million? The, uh, no, I, I was playing most of the Tritons. Uh, I did not go to Sochi. Um, I, I did, just didn't want to travel at that time, but, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I love the Tritons. Um, I was, you know, playing those quite a bit over the last, you know, few years. Always, you know, always like fun, you know, fun, like people to play with, like big buy-ins, uh, fun atmosphere. You know, everyone's like having, having a good time, you know, people aren't, you know, people aren't taking it too seriously. So like, well, I mean, they're taking it seriously, but as far as like their demeanor at the table and everything. So yeah, those are, uh, those are always great events. I would, I would love going, going to those stops. Yeah, I hope I hope there's more of that coming up. I'm I know they've been uh, you know getting everything organized, so that's uh, that's that that should be really good to see moving forward. And did you say you play? What's your what's your next best game? You play short deck or PLO at all? I'm sorry, I think I asked you. You cut out earlier a little bit. Now we got a good connection. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out there. What's your next? Give me your order of games after Nolan and Holdem. Give me a couple that you would you feel comfortable playing or you you enjoy to play. Um, my next best game would be short deck. But I, I mean, I still have a lot of work to do on short deck. But uh, yeah, I don't really play too many games to be honest. I, I mean, I play a little bit, little PLO, but not much. I haven't studied it that much at all. So um, yeah, I don't really. I've mostly just been you know hyper focused on Nolan Holdem. So I never really kind of ventured out into the other games. Uh, maybe I will more so at some point. But yeah, I guess for now it's it's mainly just been Nolan. But will, will you play? Will you play the twenty five k PLO? Do you play the PLO big buy in ones and stuff? Fifty k? I think they have the summer. Will you play that or no? No, 
if I play a big PLO or something, it's going to be maybe because like I played a PLO at the USPO because, you know, I, I had points and I was in the race and everything like that. And like, there's added money to whoever won the series. So, so in a situation like that, it makes more sense. But as far as like playing like 10 Ks or something, the PLO, I, unless there's have like another reason to, or maybe if it's like a really good tournament or really, you know, but for the most part, I'm not really looking to play any of those, maybe small one K or something, but yeah, I just haven't put enough time in. So to feel too comfortable. And what about like deuce to seven or any of the other mixed games? Do you, do you play any of that? Do you like those? Or, I mean, do you, do you, do you have you Actually, ever played them? No, I haven't really, really played those games much at all. So yeah, I never yeah. really. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, you're, yeah, you're, you're pretty, uh, uh, you're, you're definitely, I'd say whatever you're doing work here, I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything, but yeah, PLO is definitely a fun game in tournaments. I, I think they're trying to find ways to make it a little more because they any, you know, aspect to try to incorporate something. I saw actually on GG, they had Omaha look where it was like, no, uh, it was all in after the flop. So it's like Palom and Omaha pre-flop and then after the flop and go all in and I know party pokers experiment with some stuff too, but what, give me a little bit about your online um, sites. What, what do you, what are your favorite sites to play online and give me the current landscape when you were in Playa Carmen, you win a bracelet online, I guess what, well, that was on Vegas. That was WSOP, but you know, when you're playing and grinding online, give me a breakdown of your, your percentage of schedule. What are you playing on, you know, stars, GG, party poker, ACR, how do you break up sort of your pie on a Sunday? Give me, give me what you in the current marketplace. Um, at the, at the moment, um, I think it, it was mostly, mostly GG. Um, I think GG kind of just broke on, you know, like really up their game and they had so many like big fields that kind of, you know, was passing stars and stars fields have been kind of dead for like, at the higher stakes anyways. And, um, yeah, I think a, a party had a stretch where they, they had a lot, of, a lot of good games going. Um, it's it's, it's died down uh, died down quite a bit recently, but yeah, so it's it's mostly uh, mostly GG these days. Mostly GG, some a little bit of poker stars, a little bit of party. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much. Uh, I don't really play an ACR much um, aside from. No, I, I play on there some. Play like like the Venom and stuff like that, and some of the bigger events. Did you, yeah. did you bag a stack in this Venom yet? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I forget how much I have. I think I have like an average stack or something like that. So, so it was nice to bag like my, my first first day. So nice. I'm in there too. So I'll see. It ended at 7 a.m. my time, uh, day one, which is which is pretty pretty ridiculous. But um, yeah, whatever. For a ten for a two mil bag off 2600, you take you lose a little sleep. Try to go for it. So what's your what's your biggest online score ever? I haven't. You know, Pocket Five is a cool site. I haven't really been on much. I, I, and I don't. I'm not as familiar you know, online. What's your what's your like overall stats online? Biggest score total caches. Do you keep up with those sites, the online ranking stuff, or not really? Because you're not playing them as much. Um, I haven't really looked at those rankings in many years. Um, no, I'm not really. So I'm not really sure about that. Um, my, my biggest caches would be. Um, it would just be from when they had like these 25 k's running in GG for a while. They just stretch. So. Um, I think maybe my biggest cash was 600 K or something like that. Um, Somewhere in that ballpark. But yeah, so I I think my biggest cash is going to come from that stretch. So that was just a a crazy stretch of really high stakes action for a little while. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's been, I'm not, I'm not even sure off the top of my head what my other biggest caches aside from that are. It's been, I haven't really played, it's been years since I've kind of like really played a lot of, a lot of online, but. And yeah, I saw, I don't know if you had a chance. We're going to, we are, I'm going to remind you guys, we are giving away a $55 ticket here. So if you want to ask a question for David, please get it in now. I will go through and then at the end, I'm going to do a giveaway and we're going to choose someone. You have still time to get in that. And uh, there's a lot, see a lot of good questions. So I do want to make sure we, we hop over and, and do this. Uh, I mentioned otctrade.com. You're one of the founders or co-founders of that. Could you just tell me a little bit about what this is and what you know how it works and then what got you into to to being involved with this um yeah so it's it's basically just um it's a a trading desk for basically to to the platform where it connects uh different like trading desks around the world so where you can um trade a bitcoin for 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 fiat and you know and vice versa and it's just a it's just a better way to uh, it's a safer, quicker um, way than like, in like a lot of these like you know Telegram, Skype chats. There's a lot of you know a lot of scams going on. It's very you know it's just it's it's a very sloppy way of doing it. It's there's constantly people looking to hack different accounts and, and scam people and this and that. And it's like it, and it's just it's so it's not a very safe environment, I guess. So this is just. You know, we, we felt that we ne- needed to find a, a better solution for that to where, uh, yeah, there's so there's no no risk of being hacked. There's no risk of being you know scammed and all these things. And um, yeah, so it's just a very safe and quick. It's very simple. You just you can just request request a re- request a, a trade and it's very quick. And and, you know, the funds are there usually same day or the next next morning or and uh, there's a five million dollar insurance. So even if some crazy did somehow happen, um, you're, you're not going to actually you're not going to lose that money if you somehow do get scanned, which is basically impossible to begin with. But yeah, so I think it's just a very it was something that needed needed to happen. Something that uh, the community really needs. Like they need a safer environment for for making these very, very large trades. And it's also, you know, a lot of times it, it might be difficult to, to find exactly what you need, especially if if you are looking for to do a big trade. Whereas, uh, so w- with our site, it's very quick and and uh, it's going to be very easy to to do big trades. We don't have the hassle of trying to ask around or look for these who has what or how much can you do and or maybe break it down into ten different trades because people only have so, so much. So. Right. It's, yeah, so it's uh, it's, yeah, so it, it's something that I think was was uh, very much needed. So hopefully it's, yeah, hopefully it's uh, a good solution to the, the 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 bad system that we have in place now. I guess very cool. Uh, yeah, it reminds me. It's similar-ish to Luxon, which I know is yeah, I use and looks good. And I and I know I've heard good things about OTCTrade.com. Uh, so guys, if yeah, the crypto's hot. What it, give me? I don't want to talk too much about crypto or COVID. These are things that everyone you know, everyone's got their opinions, and and it's uh, it is what it is. But like NFTs, sports cards, give me something. Anything you kind of just in general believe in? Any any of these type of things that you like or as a hobby? Do you, do you mess around with trading or collecting or? Anything sports cards or any thoughts that you feel strongly about? And these these are hot words, right? NFT, crypto, um, sport. Anything that you like in that that field or categories? 
Um, I haven't really gotten into the whole NFTs, to be honest. I feel like, I, I don't know. I just never, you know, looked into it too much. Uh, it sounds very interesting. It sounds it's kind of, a lot of, it sounds kind of crazy. A lot of what some of these things are crypto punks and NFTs and how, how, how much some of these things are, are, you know, going for. So it's kind of like, a, so it's a very strange time right now. I feel like with that. So I like your style, you, you dive in, you, you're no limit, hold them. You just hit it down the center and crush it. You know, and this other stuff, you don't want to, you don't get caught up in the hoopla and then you, know, you don't have like, you know, 400 things going on. You're just, you just dial. I like that. That's, I think that's the way to go. I can't help myself. I like to do a little everything and I'm, I'm a bit all over yeah. the place, but I like, um, you know, teach his own, right? Like I, I think there's a lot to be said about mastering, and being in, uh, you know, a space and just kind of understanding that because it's sort of like in poker, right? You don't want to be the guy that just sort of dives in casually and is like, doesn't really know what's going on. That's how you get hurt. Similar to most things. You either want to really do it or, or not. So um, I think so. we've got a question live here. We're going to go to Twitter pretty soon, but I do see a question. Guy says he's not GBASC1980, says uh, he's not on Twitter. He's not able to ask question. Wants to know your top three players you hang out around it doesn't even have to be players, but like, well, no, like who, who's sort of your poker crew, I guess, the way of asking, like what players, maybe people on tour and you know, the high stakes, do you, do you spend time with, go to dinners? If you travel, you guys kind of hang out. Who's sort of in your, your inner circle of, uh, of players that people might know? Um, a, f- a few guys uh, that I kind of came up with, uh, like Shannon Shores, you know, he's always been a really good friend of mine. Podcast um, legend, love Shannon. Uh, Chris, Chris, I, you know, I've been good friends with him for, for a long time. Um, a good guy like Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, Byron Coverman's always been, he's been a, a close friend of mine for a long time. Um, he doesn't Byron. That's my guy right there. Number one and two on the, on the Ohio money list. You guys, I think you got double lead on him. I'm sure you give him a hard time on that and let him know, but that's uh Byron, man. He, we, you know, yeah. we played soccer against each other growing up on the same team. Our clubs yep. played each other in Michigan, Ohio. Let me go show that. Let me just show this. You got a healthy lead. You I don't you don't check your rear view. Not that you're you know whatever. But look at this. Look at this man. You ever look at Ohio? Look, that's pretty. You guys are you just kind of have it have it handled. What about yeah. Stalin? Did you grow up with these guys too? Did you grow up? With um, no, I didn't grow up with them. But but yeah, no, I, I've I've been friends with them for, for him and uh, Basley. Joey Banks. Yeah, I've been been friends with these guys for, for a while, but no, maybe not like as close as, you know, as, as some of the other guys I just mentioned, but, but yeah, the, they're really good guys. Um, lived with, lived with each of them and different. I lived with Stammen in, in London many years ago. Uh, I lived with Jake and uh, Playa del Carmen actually many years ago. So yeah, the, the, the really good guys. What's he doing now? What's Baisley doing? I haven't. I just saw he doesn't really look like he hasn't been playing too much poker in the last year. She actually been a little while since uh, since I've talked to him. I'm not sure exactly to be honest. I know he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He was traveling the circuit quite a lot for a while. I'm not. I, I haven't been. You know, I, I don't travel like the that the circuit too much, so you don't really see a lot of you know. Yeah, you're not up on the day to day on everybody. I understand. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I get it. Um, someone else was asking about favorite food or meal without regarding health. What's your just like? All right, you know your victory meal. You win the poker go cup, whatever. Like, where are you going to celebrate? What's your what's your meal? You just you love what, favorite place to eat in Vegas. Um, I love. Uh, Favorite probably Carbone. Carbone is just such a such a such a nice uh, restaurant. Food there is great. You know, I mean, you, you can just so many good options. I think like the the, the veal parmesan there is one of my favorite 
favorite like meals and of anywhere really but yeah that, that would probably be my, my go-to to yeah to it's a great choice they open in miami as well so it's uh, next time we're at the hard rock uh for for something down there you should you should pop down they got a, they got a good spot there um let's see we've got we've got so many questions we got good internet now so that's nice i can i can hear you clear and we're, we're ready to go i think uh i want to I want to make sure we get to a lot of these. So let's, let's go in. I got a few more, but let's just start getting after it. I know you got, you know, you got a busy day, man. You're in Vegas. It's uh, what you got up early Is it for poker standards. What time do you normally wake up? What's your, yeah, you said noon. I, I, I jammed you to 11. I got you up earlier, earlier than you were thinking. What, what's your, you wake up at nine, 10, eight. What's your, what's your schedule if you're not playing poker? Um, usually maybe around like 10 or so. Maybe it kind of it kind of depends. You know, with poker, you kind of get in a routine of staying up late. You know, because a lot of times you're, a lot of times I'm playing late or I'm I'm working late. So yeah, maybe like ten, ten thirty. It kind of varies a bit though, just depending on what's what's going on. For sure. All right, we have. Let's dive into this because I, I see a lot. Let's let's uh, we're talking about crypto. Obviously, OTC is is sort of tied into that. Um, I guess just give me like a general like COVID and crypto. I don't want to spend a lot of time on. Overview of crypto. Are you a believer long term? Do you like Bitcoin? You like the philosophy, that the sort of idea behind blockchain, all that? Is that something you're, you're, you're for? Or just sort of, you, you know, give me like a very quick rundown on your crypto take. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Bitcoin is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in Bitcoin. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's, it's the future. I think it's. You know, going to solve a lot of you know problems that we kind of kind of have, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's something I maybe haven't spent like a, a ton of time, you know, thinking about. Kind of just it, it's a, it's a great way for us uh, to kind of like move money around, like for like liquidity, as far as especially for poker player. But yeah, it, it's just uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's going to be a good way to move money around, and hopefully, you know, some sometime in the you know near future, it's. Because it's more prevalent in day to day society. You know, it's you can use it more and more. You know, like restaurants or this or that. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how far away we are from that, but hopefully, you know, sometime, sometime pretty soon. But yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 a believer in the the long term, for sure. Very cool. And um, we got a good question here that I I, I like the way this is worded what's the difference between the top 100 poker players in the world from the top 10 what's what's the, what's different you know there's there's tens of thousands of players you know the top guys top dogs what separates them the 100k one hundred thousand dollar buy-in tournament let's say at the world series of summer uh what gives you like what what is the top 10 skilled players doing differently um i think it's a combination of yeah, a combination of you know, kind of what I said multiple, a couple times already. It's uh, it's um, just I think they're just more refined, more uh, more prepared, more fewer holes, fewer um, yeah, fewer leaks. Um, just really, really uh, finds those those small edges and are constantly um, making like making good bet sizes. You know, it's where you know bet sizing can. You know, like the, these little small edges add up a lot over time, and you know maybe some. So, so I think they're just they're better at really, really picking those those correct sizes, really not missing spots nearly as often, or yeah, so just more prepared and just more, 
yeah, just just fewer fewer holes, fewer holes in their in their game, and 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 just the the ability to play fearless and not um, not let the moment get to them. You know, some people might might really have all the tools and might really you know be prepared and know everything, but when a big final table comes up where where they're playing for a million dollars or playing for a ton of money, it's like um, some people are going to be more, I guess, afraid of the moment or more less likely to less likely to, to play their game, less likely to, you know, make the plays that they, they maybe know they know they should make, but they might shy away from it because of the situation. So I guess I guess those are a couple of things that might separate. Makes great answer. Um got a question live here from Rachel Time asking have you considered streaming on Twitch or doing content creating in general? Has that ever crossed your mind for YouTube, Twitch? You know, do you ever do you have you ever thought about any of that to stream, for example? Um, I haven't, I haven't really given it much thought, to be honest. Um, I think I've just been so focused on these high rollers, and, and, and like you know, the bindings keep getting bigger and bigger. So f- for me personally, I, I've always felt it just made more sense to, you know, keep just trying to keep preparing for for these, you know, these massive bindings rather than, you know, rather than. Uh, do Twitch, but I mean, maybe, maybe at some point, maybe at some point I'll dive into that, but no, for now, I've mostly just been hyper-focused on getting ready for these, these massive events that, you know, they keep, keep coming up over and over. So. And, and what do you think about online with the HUDs? Like, did, did you use heads up displays like poker track or any of that? Do you use those when you are playing or in the past, like, you know, when back in the day when it was, uh, now there's some rules on party poker and other places with no HUDs or the built-in ones. I think they kind of custom, but was that something you would use when you used to play a lot of online poker? Um, yeah, I mean, I used to used to use them a lot, but not, not really any anymore. You know, the which I, I mean, I think the sites are the sites are banning that, which you know I think is probably an overall a good thing um, to kind of even the playing field out. A bit, I guess. So, but yeah, so it's not really, yeah, it's not really anything that I've used in quite some time, actually. And what do you think about real names? So, you know, this is a big debate. The more I think about it, originally, I was like, oh, it's, you should definitely have real names. But then I was kind of like, it's kind of nice to have a username or screen name. Some people want to be private, but then you talk about, you know, multi accounting or this and that, right? It's like, it's good to have transparency. People want to know who they're playing against. Um, But then you could argue that there are, some you know business people or people that might not want to let people know they're playing or they're embarrassed by the result or whatever, right? So like, where where do you stand on the the real money or the real name versus alias? Um, I, I think real names is fine. I think if if that's uh, you know if it get if it detracts certain people from from playing, that you know it, that could be a good thing. I I don't really I don't like how it's how some people have a real name and some people have an alias like that. That's very silly to me. Like I don't, I don't get that. It should, it should certainly just be one or the other. I think both ways are both ways are fine. But I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, the way it is now, where it's like some people that just I, I don't get that. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think real names is fine if to you know so people know that who they're playing against. I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, kind of like a gray area. It's it's yeah, I'm not really not really sure. What's, I agree on that. As well, I think it should be just uniform, whatever that is. Um, another question here: People want to know what the parents think. We've already covered that earlier about being supportive, which is which is definitely nice. Most memorable tournament win we also covered. Uh, someone asking is online poker rig. Have you ever thought like that? Have you ever run so bad? Have you ever did you ever like question yourself online? 
if like something was off, like just on a site and, 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 you know, not just standard RNG or you just realize the variance in the game uh, is what's your take on being raked online? Did you ever go through a spurt where you ran so bad you thought maybe that's possible? Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it, it's tough to say because I mean, there's, there's so much variance and, <laughs> and, and you know, that you have heard stories in the past, you know, with, with you know, like, absolute poker and stuff like that one of my one of my friends actually got was involved in that and i was kind of involved in it too for a little bit but we're you know at the same table as the guy like you know uh who could see his cards and everything but i don't know it's 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 one of those things that you know sometimes is in the back of your mind but at the same time variance is so crazy so it's it's pretty it's pretty tough pretty tough to to know but i guess i guess i don't yeah i don't i haven't worried too much about that for the most part for sure uh who actually taught you to to play poker you saw it on tv did you read any books or anything or did you just sort of learn by as you went um yeah i was uh pretty much uh, self-taught it was more so just reading the forums uh trying to find articles online um just kind of didn't read like too many books, I guess it was more so like information online and, and just like through, through playing. But yeah, I think it was more so just like through experience early on. And yeah, I was constantly like, I was every day. I was, you know, anytime there was hands posted on two plus two or pocket five. So it was always, always, or maybe I think there was another, another form that I was reading. So I was kind of just looking for any, any of these sites that had where people were talking strategy and just trying you know, absorb any information that, that, that could find, I, I guess, but it, it was a lot of it was through just, you know, just self-taught and just, just through, through playing a lot. For sure. Is there any of these heads up battles you've taken a liking to, you know, this Bill and Landon got cut kind of short. It was a little bit, a little bit uh, bizarre how that ended. There's Doug and Daniel. There's been this feuds and these, these, you know, Doug, whatever. Is there any of that? Do you like that? Do you watch any poker on TV or just you play and study enough where you're not like just kind of watching poker for fun or have you followed along in these challenges? Um, I haven't really watched them or followed too closely. Um, I know, uh, yeah, I know. I, I kind of like watch bits and pieces, I guess. I, um, I don't. You'll see who them. wins, right? You'll see like the results. Yeah, we'll talk about. Much. It. Yeah, no, I was kind of keeping up with with, uh, with, with the the Doug Polk and the Grindr Challenge. I thought that was interesting. I didn't like watch too much of it, but kind of right. just seeing updates. But um, but yeah, that's you know it, 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 it's you know it, it's fun to you know kind of like have a, a buzz going around the around the poker world and see these interesting matches and dynamics and you know people talking shit and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's fun, but, but yeah, I haven't followed too closely, I guess. And what do you think on the world series main event this year? What's your prediction on numbers? Do you think it'll be a record? Is it going to hit 10,000? Where, where, where do you stand on this year's main event for a prediction? Seems like it's probably, I mean, all the numbers seem to just be getting bigger ever since uh, live poker came back. I think everyone's just like really itching to, to, to get in there, but um, yeah, it's tough to say. I don't know what the travel restrictions might be for people in Europe or other places, or if there's if that might cut down the number of some. But no, I mean, I I would expect a, a very a very large field. Maybe maybe uh, how many did it get last year? I don't, I don't even know. I forget, but um, yeah, I, don't, I think the record's like eighty eight thousand something. I'm not sure actually on that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would expect probably somewhere somewhere in that ballpark as far as 
probably one of the one of the biggest fields. I mean, yeah, I agree. Tough, um, to, tough, to, say, tough to know what's going to happen in a few months from now, but. And, and do you look forward to the main? Is it just like so fun because it's deep stacked? It's like it's just so special. Do you actually enjoy that? Or is that now that you're used to this kind of high roller, uh, sort of quicker, shorter day, one, two day events? How do you sort of look at that when it's like a five, six, seven, whatever, even longer, I guess, right? Eight, nine day potentially event. And have you had some good runs in the main event? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you always, I always get excited for the main event. I mean, it's a very special, special tournament, you know. Um, it's, it's the tournament everyone wants to win. So, yeah, I always look forward to that. Um, you know, you don't, you don't very often get to play for those those stakes against, you know, like that big kind of field, I guess, like that big of field. And it's just, you know, um, but, yeah, it's, it's always a, it's a fun to fun to battle, fun to very deep stack tournament, you know, so that that's always that's always nice. Um, as far as runs, I've made a, a, a few. I think my deepest was maybe 100th or 80th or something like that. And maybe had another another like top 200 or something, but no like super deep runs, I guess. So hopefully, hopefully one of these years I can make a, make a really deep run. But and, and do you buy action? Do you like sweats in the main event? Will you buy a couple, you know, some percent or stake some guys or take a piece? Do you, do you like doing that stuff or, or do you just, do you not really deal with it? Um, yeah, usually, yeah, usually I buy, it kind of varies over the years. In the past I was, probably going a little too crazy with buying actions and just loved, <laughs> loved, loved the sweats, loved trying, you know, trying to have uh, someone, you know, have someone make, make a run. But I think I've died down over the years, kind of more, maybe more so just kind of buying action of, you know, people I'm, I'm friends with or some other people here and there. But, but yeah, no, I think I'll, I'll definitely have some, some action. And we got two questions, quick rapid fire ones. Your, your place you'd like to visit, where's somewhere you would like to go you haven't been? Um, I really want to go to like, uh, Brazil, Brazil or like somewhere like South America more. I haven't spent much time in South America. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I've heard so many great things, Brazil, Colombia, um, some, uh, one, one of these days I want to just take like a month or two off and, and just kind of just travel around South America and see a bunch of different, different places. We got some Brazilians in the chat live right here. I see people dropping hearts. Yeah. I mean, listen, Brazil's taking the poker world by storm. Dan yeah. Coleman, yeah. Brian Rast, Isildur. Uh, there's a couple others that actually someone new recently. I just found out was dating Brazilian. My wife's Brazilian. I mean, listen, when you're ready to shut it down, that's where you go. When you're ready to just kind of throw in the towel and just, you know, just don't, don't expect to fade it. Don't think you're going into Brazil for two months, play some online poker, come back to Vegas, you know, just, just be ready, man. That's all I'm saying. But I want to wait a few more years that's before you, uh, you do that. But that's just my, my, my two cents. What about favorite movie? Favorite movie. Um, or a good show or a good show recently. You've seen a series or something. Favorite movie might be, um, I always like like Shawshank Redemption. You know, that was always a. Uh, Are we the same person? I mean, Midwest. You grew up forty minutes from me. We shared a car ride on our poker journey in the Bahamas. That's my favorite movie, David. Uh, <laughs> We're going to dinner when I get to Vegas this summer to kick off this uh, the, the the thing. We gotta we gotta hang out more. This is your your stuff is so 
there's so many little similarities and things I'm seeing. Man, all right, that's my favorite movie. Good, good choice. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of. I mean, that's a great movie. I, that's actually the only movie I've seen probably 15 times. Like they used to play it on TBS. If you're like growing up in the afternoon, it would just be always on or somewhere. They put it on, and I, I've, yeah. I've I've literally watched that. I don't more probably than that, which is uh, <laughs> very very good choice. Um, so, what is the single most important achievement in life to date outside of poker? Wow, my man's going with a deep question. Uh, achievement? Did you graduate college? You feel like a four? You feel like you might have got through it? Did you pull out, or did you go through somewhere in college? And did you get graduate? Um, I actually did not graduate. I, I was there for like like two years, I mean, a year and a half, two years. And yeah, I think by that point, I was just so into poker, and so like knew this was what I was going to do. So it didn't really make sense. And uh, poker was starting to boom at that time. So it was like, it was a, you know, you didn't really know where poker was going to go. So I didn't kind of want to miss the boat, I guess. Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Bowling Green. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Are you Ohio State fan or Michigan? Probably Ohio State, right? Yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. Are you? you? What are I'm you? I'm, I was born in Ann Arbor, man. Born and raised, uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. Michigan. But I, yeah, that's usually pretty pretty standard, right? Michigan, Ohio State. That's a big one, big uh, big rub. My dad asked that one of the questions he wanted to know, but I, I assume that was right. Uh, where do you keep the bracelets? Not like exactly specifically. Do you have like a? Do you, are you a, on a display? Do you have them in a safe? Do you give them away? You know, we, we can't all be helmets and win 15 and just like put some here and two there and one to this and that. But like, how, what do you do now that you have three? Do you have any special plans for your new bracelet? Um, I don't know. No plan. I mean, I think I just, um, I, I haven't got the, the, the new one yet. And I actually still think I, the other one's at my parents' house or something. But um, no, no, no plans. Maybe, maybe one of these days I'll go out and wear all three of them to, to the bar or something. <laughs> all right. Don't wear those to Brazil. Don't wear them down there. I'll tell you what, it's, it's true. They actually really, you got to be careful, uh, out there, especially real. That, you got a nice trophy case there. You don't put them on a trophy case, like on a little thing. What, what do you, oh, you I have, one, I have the, the one up there. What, what are, what's your favorite trophy? Is that the poker go cup? What's the, what's the one on the bot, the two on the bottom that are the bigger ones? Oh, that's um, yeah. So the, the U S P O is the, 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 the Eagle. That's like, that, that's my favorite. That's, it's, it's a really, really cool trophy. It's cool that they, you know, really made a really nice one like that. So yeah. Basically, I mean, can we talk about Kerry Katz a little bit? It's basically a Kerry Katz tour. He loves poker. He throws these high rollers in his backyard. Poker goes stuff everywhere. And the guy and the guy's results are insane. How many? How much have you played with Kerry? You must have played a hundred final tables with him, probably right? Like between the the high roller stuff. Like, what? Give me your thoughts on Kerry. Can we blow up his spot a little bit? Is he the greatest ever? One of the greatest? Is he undercover? You know, what do you think about Kerry and his game? Can you give me a little insight? Because he seems like he's at every final table. Oh uh, yeah, I played a lot with Kerry over the years. Um, yeah, no, he's he, he's 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 tough to play against for sure. He's uh, he he does a lot of things different than most people. So he 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 mixes things up and uh, kind of like throws pe- throws people off a bit because they're not used to maybe his, his style. So I think he's good at kind of like taking people off their 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 normal game that they're they're used to. And uh, kind of putting them in, you know, situations that they're maybe not comfortable with. So I think he's he's really really, really good at, at doing a lot of things like that. But yeah, no, he's he yeah he, he's he's a good player. He's tough tough to play against for sure. No, he knows he definitely knows how to play. He's uh, he's he's always in the mix and, and doing it. Um, 
what is your, do you have a poker goal for the end of next year? We talked about goals already. So this is a question on Twitter, but do you actually like, will you set a goal or did you ever do that? Did you ever write down stuff about like, about stuff like I'm going to play this many tournaments. I'm going to, you know, whatever, finish this book or, or buy, like, do you do any type of goal work? Um, not, not too much. I guess it's, I've never been like a goal kind of person, I guess it's more so just, you know, more so just, you know, just keep working and keep trying to improve, keep, keep getting better, keep, you know, if I have different things I want to get done, just try and get closer to reaching that. But yeah, as far as like setting like specific goals, I guess I've never really been like that type of person, I guess. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's a good question was asked again. I, we did cover sort of the, uh, about, you know, GPI and just overall rankings and, and money list stuff, uh, goal wise. Uh, I see here as well about, um, the biggest change. So Chris Robinson, let's take a couple more here before we, we go guys, you have a chance for a $55 ticket, but Chris Robinson asking the biggest change to your game in the last year that has positively impact your game. Like with maybe a leak, your small blind play, uh, flatting, you know, certain, is there any, is there any like range or big blind stack size that you've, you've worked on or anything that you've made kind of adjustments in the last year? Um, it stands out. Um, I think I'm uh, getting better with uh, like final final table play, um, you know, ICM and and stuff like that. Just kind of, you know, maybe plug, plugging leaks that you know, finding the the, the, the different ways of how you, uh, the differences between final tables and normal situations, and knowing when to adjust with different, you know, the, as the, the different stack sizes change and things like that. So I think that's that's an area that I've worked on quite a bit. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's one of them that's uh, helped my game helped my game a lot. Where where do you see where do you see the biggest mistakes made? Like what what stack blind stack level is it? Like six to ten blinds because that does happen a lot, right? In these high rollers where there's like really short stacks at the end, uh, or especially at final tables. Like where where is where is the you know ten to twenty blinds, twenty to thirty? Where are you surprised the most that you see players that you maybe even consider? you know, strong players, but you're like, wow, like they're definitely making an error in this, this, this area of the game. Is there any, anywhere that stands out like more so than not? Um, or, or not even good players. Like just like when you're at a WPT, like where, where is like population tendency wise, do you think people make the biggest punts or the worst place at what stack depth? Um, for, I guess for final tables, maybe like the, like the, maybe like the 15 to 20 big blind type range, maybe, um, being too loose with like shoves or maybe uh, shoving hands that might, might be a shove in a normal situation, but it's just, you know, too many chips for, for when you factor in the, you know, the ICM and everything. So I think that's, that's one situation where maybe just like open shoving 20 big blinds in a spot where it's just, you know, it's, it's just, you're not making much chip chips to begin with. And then once you factor in the, you know, the ICM aspect of it, it's just, it's, pretty big punt in a lot of spots. So I think, I think that's one of the, one of the areas. All right. What's in, uh, and then tell my viewers to mute. Cause we played a few final tables, even actually at the hard rock one where, where, what's one area I can improve on. No one else listen. Just give me a little free coaching here and maybe like a little secret. What, what do I need to do David? Don't be, just say what you want. No, everyone's going to cover their ears. Just give me me and you just talking direct where, where can I, I want to brace it. I've got seconds. I've got some thirds. I know I'm not, I'm not in the, you know, I'm a content guy now, David. Don't worry. I'm not going to use it against you. We probably won't even battle. What What can I do 
to uh, to get my bracelet this summer because I plan on winning a bracelet. I want to shout you out on the speech uh, as a thing that helps. So what, what, what would you give me some advice just for this year for the World Series? I'm coming. Um, just just be fearless. Don't just 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 go for it. Just just try and put pe- yeah put people in and tough spots and not like not worry about you know like the. The ladder, no ladders. No ladders, no ladders. Just get that bracelet, you know. Just get, just get the win. Winner take all tournament. We'll get it. At this point, yeah, there's been enough of that. You're right. I think it's like at some point you just gotta. You, I, I think that mentality is. You know, it's funny because you say that, but then it's like it's weird because like I'll find myself even sometimes at a final table and I'm like yeah, but then like I'll go, oh, it's like ICM or it's like oh I want to do it. and then and then like it's a fine line though between doing that and punting right. It's like you want to make aggressive, strong plays put people to test, but it doesn't mean just like, doesn't mean just like, just, just rip it in for no reason in spots and be like crazy. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You, you want to be calculated. You want to, you want to ask the, you still want to try and play Throw well. Blocker in. Throw a reverse block merge something. Don't, yeah. Don't just like start ripping all in every hand. Right. I get it. But you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. find some sort of cause to the madness, but I'm, I gotta find more madness. So, all right. Now everyone, you can listen again. Uh, we're, we're back. So that's good. And then I'll, we'll definitely give you a shout when we, when we scoop some hardware, you'll go for number four. I'll go for number one. It's going to be fun. Um, I, we, we've really, a lot of people are asking about goal setting, Dave. I might ask you to go read, help me, you know, positivity and maybe put some shit on your mirror for this summer. Cause like, there's a lot of people want to know about goal setting. I think everyone just like assumes when you have 35 million in earnings, uh, and, and you're one of the best players in the world that you're just like, you know, that's like your thing is like the goal setting is like part of your daily ritual. Do you meditate? Do you work out? Do you run? Do you play golf? What are some sports questions here? What about sports? What's sport? I know you like basketball, right? Do you play, you play basketball some or do you just, you like to watch? Um, I used to play a lot when I was, when I was young. Uh, I actually, I haven't played much lately. Um, I, I'm actually having a, a hoop put up in my, in my backyard as of right now, actually. So I'm going to kind of get back into it more and start playing more. And I know there's a lot of people that play in Vegas. So maybe I'll start going to playing some of those games more often and stuff like that. But, but yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I've always loved basketball. Um, I, I haven't like meditate. I, I don't really meditate much, I guess. Uh, I, I try to work out pretty often. I've been kind of struggling as of late, but I'm um, going to get back to do you do poker coaching at all? Like for friend, like do you do it? Do you, what, have you ever done that? Like does someone, if they contact approach you, like, is there a, a rate that you would do that for? Have you ever done it? I'm um, actually, I actually haven't really. No, I kind of just never really got into it. Never. Um, yeah. I, I think at some point, at some point I probably will. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, yeah, like I said, it just, was just always just been hyper-focused on preparing for these, these you know these events that just keep getting bigger and bigger every year so it's just like it kind of never really and you know i guess never made too much sense for me personally what is the largest buy-in i know you cashed the 500k um that that won in 2015 the one that brian rast won what about um what's the biggest buy-in you've ever played um i played a, a million i played two well i played the 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 biggest one was a million pounds which is just a, a crazy tournament but yeah that was, oh, big commentary on that that was uh that you what, what how did that where did you go oh, you're about to, is your battery about to die yeah I just, i've switched locations many times <laughs> look at this we're getting the tour guys this is one of the tricks See, if the longer we stay on the more opportunity we have we get the tour we might get a secret 
I mean, this is a, this is not, this is a house or a condo. It looks like a house. House. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you don't live on the strip. I think it would be hard to live like on the strip if full time in Vegas. Yeah. I lived on the strip for like, um, for a year or so. And, uh, yeah, it, it gets kind of tough. I, I like being, I like getting away a bit, you know, in like a, a quieter area and, you know, it, it's nice though, especially when, I mean, I'm on the strip so much as it is. So it's nice to kind of get away a bit. For sure. Um, okay. Well, we got a couple more. I think basically we covered a lot. We're going to do the giveaway. I'm going to ask one or two more questions. I think, uh, I think, um, and, and then, okay, sorry, I, the solver stuff. So is PO, like, is there any other stuff, like PO solver? Like how, if you're going to recommend to someone though at home who wants to get better, PO's a little bit intense. Like, do you do your own or do you have someone like kind of run Sims? Like, how do you, like, how would you recommend to someone to dive in there? Because it's a little intimidating. And I don't think most people that are casual players, that's really the answer, right? To go right, it's like more advanced, a little trickier. Like what, what would be a good way for someone who wants to get more technical, get better at their game to, to what would be a way you would say that they could, they could do that? reasonably like from what you understand and maybe not doing what you're doing right because it's different or a different type of stuff you would study but what would be just like a casual viewer where, where would you send them or give them um yeah so so people saw stuff like that that can be pretty intense and if you did want to go that route it, it'd be good to you know try and find someone who's really knowledgeable and knows how it works and just try and have them you know break it down to you and just try and learn how to how to how to, to use it and then and then kind of dive in from there but um aside from that i think uh i think there's a lot of like good you know videos out there like run at once.com uh, upswing poker like, you know they have a lot of um yeah a lot, a lot of really good like poker like courses a lot, a lot of videos on there and you know it's relatively cheap for 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 what it is and so yeah just uh hear like some of the in- insight from some of these guys as they're playing final tables or all these different parts of tournaments. And just, I think that would be a, a good, good way to try and learn. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of really good players on those sites who are you know, making these videos. So it's, yeah, it's definitely valuable. It, how is your, like in the last decade of world series, like how, how, how often are you profitable in the actual world series summertime, like from tournaments? Is it every time, most of the time, um, like what, what, how have you done historically in the world series times time period for like the six weeks? Um, I think I've usually done, done pretty well. Um, I've, um, yeah, I've made a lot of, you know, a lot of runs on found tables in these WSP events. I think I've usually done pretty well in like some like the Aria stuff, but I guess I'm not sure exactly like it all kind of runs together, but, but I think overall I've done pretty well over the years. All right, we got we have a, a fancy retweet tool, but it's not working, so it only took two. So I'm going to close my eyes. Or actually, how about this? I know what we'll do. More fun. We'll give you tell me a number. Uh, we've got 70. Let me see how many people. It's a lot. A lot of engagement. People want to know. They want to hear from you. We got 69 uh, comments, so they're eligible. Give me a number one to 69, and I'm going to find I'm going to find a winner for this 55 dollars ticket. We're going to do it the old school way since technology is hard. And look at look at that, look at that picture. That just makes me happy. I want to get an eagle one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in. I want to. I mean, this thing that thing is sweet, man. That is. Uh, did you know there was a trophy? Did you see it like there when it was this, this stuff started? Did you like? Did you see it sitting there? Or did they just like bring it out at when you want it? No, it was like sitting there from from the beginning. So 
So yeah, I feel like you do that. I was like, yeah, I need, I need that. I need that eagle. That's that's gonna look good in the in the in the house for sure. Um, <laughs> all right, so one to sixty nine, you choose a number. All right, I'm gonna go twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay, hold on. So let's get this right. So this is the thing. Let's do this together. Make sure we're doing this right. So this is hard. This is not. This is a little bit manual. But one. I'm gonna try to help you out. And pick the smaller number. <laughs> all right, this is authentic. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fifth, I fucked it up. Look at this. This is hard. Sorry. What count with me here? All right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is this person? Seven, eight, nine, ten. Is this person? Eleven, twelve, thirteen, forty. What'd you say? That's fifteen right here. Would you say twenty-seven? Yeah. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one is Vince. 22345 67 Dano Man Illusion wow long time i think he's been a supporter for years like over 3 or 4 years and he's he's got a ticket look at that the old school why 27 what does that mean for you is that how many bracelets you want by the time you retire what where does that number mean in your life? there's no no significance to that I just picked a random number <laughs> nice um uh congrats all right so um what about uh well, I was going to say, there's some other, there's other, one other major question. I'm trying to, I don't know if we're going to get a secret today. Oh yeah. Coaching. So if you do start coaching, what do you, how would you like, would you, what would be your, what, what do you think your style of coaching would be? Would you do hand reviews? Would you talk to people? What would be your kind of, uh, what would be your sort of like your, your method to, to coaching? Do you think? And have you ever considered like, what do you think your hourly would be? Have you even thought of it or no? Like you probably, like, it seems interesting, right? Like coaching, the coaching thing is a, it takes a lot of time though, too, but it's, um, I find it fascinating. I've heard some different, different things. Have you give me like your, if me and you, let's say you were going to take my game cause you have an okay understanding, right? Like we've played a little, you don't know like a lot, but we've played, you kind of have an idea how I play and like, you know, sort of where I'm at, like, what would be your sort of, uh, what would be, what would be the methodology you think to sort of work on a player that like kind of, that needs to get to the next level, but they, you know, they have some leaks. Like, where would you start? Would you, would you critique their play? Would you like watch their, like some hand samples and then just talk through hands or, or what do you think you would do to, to sort of work on someone try to take their game to a new level? Um, yeah, I think I would uh, look through hand histories, look through, see how, um, yeah, look, look through hand histories, kind of see if there's any, any leaks, see uh, what areas might need to be improved on. And then, yeah, it kind of just, you know, like, try to get a sense for your, your uh, overall, like um, how you view si- situations, how you think about situations and just see if there's try to find spots where I think you, I could uh, get you to open your mind up more and, and think about situations differently and just, yeah, I would just kind of go through hand reviews and just try and fill leaks and just kind of, it would just depend on um, I guess the person. Okay. Well, if you're, if you need a guinea pig, I'm, uh, I'm around, I'm available. And I, I do, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can work something out, but I, I think there would be a lot of people knocking on your door. I guess it's just something that is, yeah, it's, it's the right time, right place. And it's more fun to play, right? Study, do it all. You can't do everything. And, and coaching does take a lot of time, but, um, well, listen, David, this has been, uh, very, Honestly, it's been a lot of fun. I, I I didn't realize how similar we, you know, I didn't realize you actually grew up in Toledo. It's very close. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, fair movie, Midwest background. We, we kind of came up at the same time. Congrats on all your success. The Poker Go Cup. Uh, it's very cool, man. It's very cool to see. I literally, when I, when I looked at your Hen and Mob, I almost, 
jumped out of my chair because I just knew you were you're, you're one of those the silent assassin comes to mind. It makes sense. You got the quiet 35 mil. You know, I was thinking you were like a 15 to 20 mil kind of guy. You know, now it shows 34. There's probably been some bad beats and some bad luck along the way, too. Could easily have more than this. So uh, I, I, I guess I got to leave any closing words. Anything else you want to you want to say to people out there anywhere? You know, Twitter, Instagram. We saw it. We showed it. Uh, this is going to be on all the audio outlets. We'll have this up on YouTube for, for replay. But other than that, is there anything else that you would like to uh, to to talk about or, or mention? Um, no, no. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. Your internet, we got to work on your internet. Yeah. Our, we do our coaching. <laughs> it's going to be tough um, to, to do that when we have – but, like, other than that, I think it was we kind of nailed it, learned a lot. We picked up some stuff. And, and yeah, man, any, any closing remarks? Uh, I'll see you in Vegas. Let's go to dinner. Let's get a drink. We'll celebrate your eagle, and and uh, we'll have a good time. And, and Brazil, stay away from Brazil until you're ready. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely got to meet up in Vegas. So I'm looking forward to – you know, a fun summer. Looking forward to meeting, you know, meeting a bunch of different people from all over the world. Um, but yeah, I definitely need the maybe a short trip to Brazil. Maybe not. A, I'm going to try and only go for a little bit. And <laughs> Good luck, man. I'll see you. Uh, we'll be, we'll be on double dates soon. So that's how it goes. I know, I know how it works down there. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. So perfect. Oh, and then people that are watching, you know, a lot of people, they come to Vegas, they play an event or two. Now I think there's a $50, they had an online $50 or live. Like the, the, there's all different sizes, right? The World Series. If someone sees you, give them the David Peters protocol. What can they do? When you're at the table, don't don't bother you. If they're in the hallway, can they stop you? Picture, autograph, what, what are you, are you like, you, do you, you, are you seem, you know, a lot of people are just scared in general. I feel like they don't want to like bother people, which is nice because it is annoying to get, you know, we're all the time, but give me, what can they do? If someone's watching here, can they come say hi? Can they get a picture? What are, what's your, what's your rules for uh, engagement this summer? Like for people to come say hi. Oh yeah. No, that, that, I've never, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that. I, I don't have an issue with that at all. Um, you know, it, it's cool to, you know, meet people who, you know, appreciate, you know, appreciate my game. And uh, yeah, I, I don't mind at all if someone wants to come up and say hi or get a picture or anything like that, you know, yeah, just I'm, not mid hand, not at the table. Like it's like at a dinner table, right? You don't want to get whatever. But if you're at, if you're walking around or you know it's yeah. break time or something, and say hi. Well, listen, this was uh, I see a lot of familiar faces live. This again will be on all the audio outlets. This is number one thirty eight. David Peters, the silent assassin from Toledo, Ohio. He gets it done. Three World Series races. Do you have a WPT title or not yet? I know you've won some WPT of side events and stuff, but have you actually won a WPT? I don't have a WPT. No, that's that's right. that's one of the things I hopefully I can get one of these days. All right, there's a, there's a, all the goal setter questions out there on Twitter. There is maybe that's on the on there. That's, that's one, yeah, one of the goals. Yeah, <laughs> one of the goals. All right, we're gonna send the raid to uh, Party Poker TV. You're watching live on Twitch, and again, David, thank you so much, man. Enjoy your uh, enjoy the rest of your your time before the World Series. Get to Brazil, and I'll see you in October. Yeah, I had fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, guys, that's David Peters. Again, give him a follow on the socials. He really gets it done. Great guy. Very humble. Very strong player. And just he always is. Uh, he's longevity. This guy's going. He's like the Seidel of the modern era from us. He's just, you know, he's until he wants to play. He's going to play and he's going to keep getting it done. So we'll we'll check with him later. We appreciate the time and uh, say hi to Party Poker TV. They are doing game night right now. We'll see you guys soon. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens, owner and chief executive officer of Circus Sports, home of the world's largest sports book, and now the largest football contest guarantee in history. 
We've got $10 million on the line between our two contests. Circa Millions has $4 million in guarantees, including a million in quarterly payouts. The Circa Survivor has a $6 million guarantee. The one thing at Circa Sports, 100% payback, no rake. You enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for more info. Must be 21 or older and in the to legally enter. Circa Sports encourages responsible gaming. All rights reserved. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.